0: my beautiful people. What's good on this beautiful Thursday, May 2nd, 2019? Today is a particularly special day for me. It is my 27th birthday, so shout out to everybody who sent me love. Really appreciate y'all. Really excited about this week's episode, as I am with every episode, but this week in particular, I want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and that that has unfolded with Magic Johnson exiting stage left. So that is what we're going to get into today. And I'm really excited to dive into this. So stay tuned. What I find so interesting about Magic Johnson is the fact that if you look at his career entirely, and this means in his time at Michigan State, and then his time with the Lakers, of course, and being a part of the Showtime Lakers, with Kareem and Byron and those guys. And then through his time of coming out and telling the world world that he had AIDS and then coming back into his career and then departing again and becoming a coach and a lot of things that some people may not be that aware of, um, becoming as far as that that aspect of it. And then of course, when he became more of a businessman and entrepreneur and opening businesses and now owning the Dodgers. Uh, What I find to be so interesting about all of that is simply the fact that when you look at his career as a whole, you can't help but deny that the man screams success he has been able to jump into everything that he's been a part of and almost have his own version of the Midas touch if you will it's like the magic touch where as a freshman at Michigan State he broke records and led his team to then become the NCAA champions champions that year in 1979 and then went on to become the number one draft pick in the NBA that year being drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers. And then from there, it just blew. He just went off. He then became a five-time NBA champion in his time with the Lakers, three of those being finals MVP. He then also went on to have 12 NBA All-Star appearances, two of those being uh, NBA All-Star game MVPs. And then he also... Aside from the particular Finals MVPs and NBA All-Star Game MVPs, he became the three-time most valuable player award in the league in general. So again, for someone who has seemingly been successful just effortlessly, it almost looks like, his entire life, I find it so fascinating that Every time he's gotten into something that is maybe new to him or foreign in some way that if it did not look as though he was going to have that same level of success he then decided to leave. You know, uh when he became a coach, he was a coach for 16 games having a 5 and 11 record and that to me had him saying, "You know what? I don't I don't think this is for me. I don't think I can I, I don't think I can see the other side of this." Having a losing record of 5 and 11 and that's not him he he's not a loser he he always seems to find a way to succeed and and come out on top and I think he then was like, "You know what? this probably isn't for me i'm gonna I'm gonna leave you know and then he also had a talk show for a bit in the nineties late nineties. He had a talk show called The Magic Hour," which was only on for eight weeks before it got cancelled because of low ratings. Um, Another, you know, something else that he decided to a new venture that he decided to get into. And then unfortunately, it just didn't pan out for him. Um, So I, I do find it interesting that now that, you know, once he stepped into the president of operations role with the Lakers, in February of 2017, I think that once he started to see, and of course, we don't we don't know the whole story behind what has taken place, you know, over the last two years that he's been in this role. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll find out in, in some memoir or, you know, some 30 for 30 sports center special or something like that. Um, but from what we can see, he came into the role and everything, of course, started changing, which normally happens. But it seemed as though the the changes that were made were not favorable to the team and the organization moving forward. You know, he then immediately got rid of D'Angelo Russell, who was the number two draft pick that was supposed to be their future point guard. He shipped him off to the Brooklyn Nets, um, and also got rid of a major contract, which that was that was a good move. Um, but now looking back and and thinking about how things currently are, D'Angelo Russell is is now an NBA All Star and is leading the Brooklyn Nets and led them to the playoffs this year, which was further than the Lakers went. And again, when Magic stepped into this role as the president of operations, he. He himself said that the Lakers would be back this year and back back in the following years, which to me said, and I I, I know it, it, it also said the same to others, that by him saying that they would be back this year meant that they would be in the playoffs. So after Christmas Day, when LeBron went down and was out for those 18 games and things really started to take a turn for the worse with the whole debacle with the Anthony Davis rumors, trade rumors, and everything that went down with it It looking like they were trying to trade the entire young core for one player in Anthony Davis. It it seemed as though, you know, again, with, with the trades that he's made and, and, and the executive moves that he, he was, you know, seemingly behind, um, that regardless of LeBron coming to L.A., that looked as though that was not because of Magic, that helped that Magic was here, and because he's the most beloved Laker of all time, that that definitely did help Le- uh, Lebron's decision to come here. But we could all see from a mile away that's that's what Lebron was gonna do, regardless of Magic or whoever, because post career, which is we're getting closer to for Lebron, he is an entertainer, he's an innovator, and he's be- now being in L. A. is more able to build upon his brand and his executive adventures and ventures. So it just looks as though as soon as magic started to taste more of that sense of failure, which again, if you look at his career is very foreign to him. He said, Oh no, 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 I can't do this. And uh, you know, as I've said, we'll figure out more as to what happened and what took place. And you know, when you tune into his, his media, discussion that he had when, when he decided to resign uh, last month on, on April 9th, he, you know, he made mention of, he didn't like that there were whispers and, 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 you know, there was a bit of betrayal there. Uh, But the reason why I want to get into this further is, is because that to me is all surface level, you know, him talking about the fact that he, that, you know, there were whispers and things going on. And I'm sure, again, there's more to that. But what I found to be so interesting is that people were so focused on just the words that he was saying rather than trying to dive deeper into where those words were coming from and what their meaning was. What I took out of him standing up there and saying for the 45 minutes to an hour that he was standing there talking to the media, when he was standing there saying, I feel like I haven't been able to be Magic Johnson, you know, I send out a tweet Congratulating a player or supporting a player, and it and it's deemed as tampering, you know. And I I can't be myself and speaking in third person. He was saying I can't be Magic Johnson. I I'm, I'm not allowed to be who I am. That that to me, said and and spoke to more of a, a mental health aspect for him. I could be wrong, but this is I this is just an interesting perspective that I wanted to bring to light. And it's something that I still feel like has a major and really unnecessary stigma in the world of professional sports, especially in regards to men, which I feel like we really need to unpack and and really need to continue to fight for, which is why I appreciate players like Kevin Love um, and others who have come forth being so willing to discuss their issues with, with their mental health. Um, And the things that they battle in regards to their mental health of whether it's anxiety, depression, um, their inability to express their emotions. Um, Again, I could be completely wrong on this angle, but I feel like him saying that he's not able to he has not been able to be himself since he's been in this role really, really says something and really, to me says that he is now making this decision to take care of himself by stepping down in a way from being a part of this organization in this way. So, I just found it really interesting and I really wanted to dive into it more and again, I just wanted to bring that to light because of the fact that I don't feel like it's talked about enough but I feel like it should be. I think it's so easy for people to forget that just because someone is in the limelight or, you know, is is some form of a celebrity that they too don't go through the same things that we do as normal people. Um, Magic Johnson has always been in the limelight and has always had eyes on him and cameras on him and and, and you know everything that you can think of. And I, it's also something that's necessary to bring up that now that we're in this age of social media that there's almost now a pressure to fill in these roles of of also being seen on these medias. You know, when, when you're a player or a coach or, or someone in an executive role, it's your duty to be a part of these pregame and postgame interviews and to show up for all these certain media days, you know, in person. But it almost seems as though you also have this same necessity to uphold this certain persona via Instagram or Twitter um, and Facebook even. So in regards to Magic's decision to resign and no longer be the president of operations for the Los Angeles Lakers, a team that he made the Showtime Lakers and that he won, helped helped win five NBA championships for and really made his name with as far as earning the name Magic Johnson – I think it's really necessary to bring these type of topics to the forefront because even if this isn't something that he particularly is going through or the reason that he chose to resign from this position and step away from this role, it doesn't mean that it isn't the reason that somebody else may do the same or may not accept a position or, you know, all these players that are in the league that seem to be reactive when someone says something negative to them when they're on the court or when they get a technical all you see is their is their reaction um we don't get the full story of of what's truly going on and and again we we may at some point but even then it'll be one or two sides of what really happened so i think it's so easy to and quick to say and and i'll admit i even said when it comes to magic, you know, wow, like this is, this seems really irrational for him to come out of nowhere. And, and as it was told, he, he didn't say anything to Jeannie or Rob Palenka, you know, LeBron or, or anybody on the team that, that he was doing this, but we don't know that there, there could have been some sort of conversation that was had, um, or, or, or something that, that went down that, that led him to do this, Um, that was pretty clear. Uh, may not have been verbatim, hey, I'm going to do this tomorrow, but there could have been events that led him, that basically pushed him to do this, or he could have been forced out. Um, But again, I I feel like these things are really necessary to always keep in mind uh, for people who who live a different style of life um, and feeling as though they need to withhold or uphold, I'm sorry, a certain caliber of being and a persona, if you will. You know, um, when you tweet, you don't necessarily have to think about anything except maybe if your boss will see it or if it's really the type of mindset um, that you want people to think that you have around a topic, but it's never anything very serious. Uh, Magic Johnson has millions of followers and millions of eyes on him at all times so if he decides to tweet something uh, especially when he was in the role that he was it immediately can be looked at as tampering or as you know something that goes against his contract or, or something of that nature so when he mentioned previously that he wanted to fall back into more of his mentor role uh, helping out Ben Simmons in the offseason season then looked at as tampering like, hey, it looks like he might want to have Ben Simmons come and play for the Lakers when really he just wanted to help him out um, because he's a seasoned point guard in this in this league. Um, so, and again, what I was saying previously is I think I was quick to jump to conclusions and saying, you know, wow, here's a guy who was so loyal to this team as a player, on you know, when he was a player for the Lakers in, you know, really fought through the the tough times when they lost the championship when they played the the Detroit Pistons in the 80s but came back harder and, and won that very next year you know kept fighting and kept finding new new ways to to get to that success and you know was was able to come out on top and then it looks like in this you know as soon as is it looked like the Lakers were were not gonna win not gonna make it to the playoffs or not gonna be successful this year. It looked like he just was like, you know what, this isn't for me. I don't I don't wanna have my name associated with failure. Uh especially not for a team that I am so closely connected to, and I'm just gonna leave. And I don't I don't wanna tell anybody because they're gonna try to fight for me to stay here, and that's that's just not what I'm about. I, I definitely jumped to that conclusion, and that very well could be What it is, But it also could be a number of things, which is why I wanted to talk about the mental health aspect of it. Because so many times when people make decisions for their mental health, other people decide to take it personally or decide to be selfish and say that it was a decision that should have been made for the entirety of other people. Um, But if that is what it is, then we need to respect that. We need to respect it anyways, because we're not him and we don't know what his day-to-day look like, but especially when it comes to mental health, um, and around, uh, especially like I said, around professional sports, being that it, it still seems like it has such a negative stigma around it. If that is the reason why he stepped away from the organization, nothing but respect for him in general. Um, and we, we wish him nothing but the best. So, That's going to do it for this week's episode of Point Blank Buckets. I appreciate y'all always coming through to listen to my topics and the points of view and perspective that I have on things regarding sports, entertainment and fashion and mental health in this case. So I look forward to next week's episode. And if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, please reach out to pointblankbuckets at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at point underscore buckets. Hit me up. I'm now on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma, tell all your homies. All right. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Have a beautiful week. Thank you so much.